Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today we have a crazy story of nuclear revenge against one of the worst teachers I've ever heard of. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, how I ruined the boy I should never have loved. When I turned 18 last year, I had my first kiss. It was intense, passionate, and more real than the ones I'd seen in the movies. That day, Kurt's gaze was different. To me, I found the love of my life, and I couldn't hold back any emotion when I was around him. He had held me close under the Frangipani tree in their compound, and had muttered these words as subtly as possible, I can't wait to bring my family to your family, and tell them to allow me to marry the beautiful Rose in their house. I felt so weak in my feet. My face was flushed with deep happiness and admiration for this young man who was just two years older than I was. Auntie Stephanie, my mother's younger sister, was single and seriously searching. And there was I, about to be married to the absolute love of my life. I had known that turning 18 and being legal would change my life for good. But I was wrong. Kurt didn't make good on his promises. And I wish he only stopped at disappointing me and breaking my heart. Instead, he left a wide scar filled with disgust and distrust, and there was no way I was going to forgive that. No way. I've looked forward to the year where I would finally be legal. Legal to me meant I would finally have some air of freedom and liberty to see the world. Don't blame me too much, I'd been a caged bird all my life. My mom Mag, as she was fondly called by everyone except me in our home, including my dad, had shielded me from the world. She was in her mid-40s when I turned 18, and she strongly felt I wasn't ready for the complexities that ooze out in the world. She had told me stories upon stories of how the world worked, but most times I preferred to watch my favorite K-drama instead of listening to stories that didn't appeal to my generation, the Gen Z of course. My mother would say to me more often than I was willing to listen, OP, I know your generation is too curious and too willing to explore, but explore with caution. No, I would object in my head. I was going to find out how the world worked on my terms. It was ironic that I don't like to see the world through her lenses. Still, I'd love to sit with her and banter back and forth about the way the world worked. My mom and I had enjoyed the windy Christmas seasons together the previous years, but that year was different. I was always out taking in some air of freedom holding hands with Kurt and laughing heartily around the beautiful cities of California. This song, So This Is Love by Eileen Woods, played repeatedly on my earbuds. I was the brightest 18-year-old, and I was determined to explore my favorite time of the year and breathe in all that the season had to offer. That December was different, as everywhere was lit with lights that evoked love. It was the perfect time to express love and affection, Although I had enjoyed this period passively, I'd always looked forward to the thrills and feels that came with it. That evening, we wined and dined away with gulps of mojitos and martini. Trust me, these combos had never tasted better in an exotic restaurant in downtown California. Kurt had been everyone's crush in high school. He was what the girls called tall, charming, and handsome. There had been tales about him, most unsavory, but that didn't stop the girls from fluttering and tripping. I had tripped too. 
Once, we bumped into each other at the school refectory, and we bumped into each other. He was quick to apologize, and all I could do was smile shyly, even though I wished I didn't stand there smiling like a fool. Since then, we'd been distant friends, although we had lots of mutual friends. Kylie and Sharon were some of our mutual friends. Kurt and I bonded faster than we thought we would. We chatted away during the day and at night. He wasn't just tall, charming, and handsome to me. He was my perfect gentleman, or so I thought. If my mother had felt shielding me from the world would keep me in check, then she wasn't wrong. Amid our intense romance, we were preparing to go to college. Meanwhile, Kurt had been an average student back in high school. I've never had any problems with academics. I'd always been as sharp as a tack, and I must say that this made me get away with some excesses. My mother would always say, OP's smart, she knows the right thing to do. And I would chuckle a bit, wondering if I was truly doing the right thing with myself. Although I was in love, my academics didn't suffer. I didn't abandon my dream of going to one of the Ivy League schools. I didn't know how I managed to combine my academics with my passionate whirlwind romance with Kurt, but I did it anyway. Maybe that's what my friends called the girl code. My friends Kylie and Sharon didn't leave me all to myself, despite how much time I took out with Kurt. They were always by my side. Although Kylie didn't understand why I'd chosen to allow my heart to suffer, Sharon had been simply indifferent. To Sharon, you only live once, and if living once means going over the moon and being heads over heels in love, even with a bad boy, then why not? I'd always admired Sharon. Her tenacious and realistic views about life amused me, and sometimes I see a bit of myself in her. The only exception was, at that time, she was the prophet of doom, while Kylie was the savior I didn't listen to. Maybe if I'd listened to her, I wouldn't have suffered as I did. I've always been curious and obstinate. My mom often said, you're just like your father, curious and obstinate. But you're a girl, a girl shouldn't be too curious and obstinate. She would yell on days I'd gotten on her last nerves. I didn't like to hear her say that. Even though I am a girl, I would reply, I am permitted to be anything I want, including curious and obstinate. Sometimes, I must admit, I can be a little self-conceited, and I was a bit out of candor then. I was always quick to dismiss anything that doesn't support my affair with Kurt. Sometimes, I get gingered to ask my mother how it feels to be in love, but I instantly get repelled by the thought of the chastisement I would get. Then, I would imagine her response this way. Love? Why love of all questions? What do you know about love? I'd then imagine the long stare I would receive and what my father would say when he comes back from work after my mom must have told him I asked a question about love. Although we were in America, my parents were unrepentant conservatives. My mom had migrated from Africa several years ago and she exuded great influence on my white dad. And she was the true interpretation of, no matter where you go, don't forget where you came from. After our first kiss, it was obvious that Kurt didn't intend to leave it at that. I mean, I didn't want him to leave it at that too. I wanted more. I was curious for more. We'd both been building up strong chemistry between us. Two days after Thanksgiving, Kurt and I had been alone in his parents' mansion. Kurt had good looks and good money too. I was fascinated by the beautiful interior of his room, and I could only be glad that I found a man with intriguing taste. His parents had been away from home, and they wouldn't return until the next day. There was no need to be hasty. I told my mom not to expect me until the evening. Being 18 has its advantages too. Before then, I had noticed a creepy habit that Kurt exhibited whenever we were alone. 
He never allowed me access to his photos. I could explore every other part of his phone, but not his photos. He had dismissed my displeasure with ease when I complained. He told me there was nothing to worry about and that it was the only thing he liked to keep private. I had worried a bit anyway, but I had snapped out of it since I didn't want to ruin anything. But his dismissal didn't assuage my curiosity. That evening at Kurt's house, he was a bit wild. One thing led to another and after about an hour, I laid on the bed alone. I had fallen asleep during the act and I wondered where Kurt was when I opened my eyes. Then I heard soft moans from Kurt's phone. The volume wasn't loud, but it was loud enough for me to hear. I got tense and curious. Kurt wasn't in the room. What was he watching? Adult entertainment? I reached out for the phone, and I couldn't believe what befell my eyes. Kurt had taken a video of us doing you-know-what, and I saw dozens of photos too. Not just mine, but other girls too. I'd been lucky to have seen his gallery unlocked. I was weak. I was surprised at how quickly I hated him. He liked his privacy, but he didn't like mine. Why would he take my private pictures and video without my consent? I was feeding my eyes at all there was to see on his phone when he came in. He was startled. He hadn't expected me to have woken up. He looked at the table, and my eyes followed his. Wow, he didn't expect me to be up because he had slipped something into my wine. That explained why I struggled to stay awake. Everything irritated me. I could see my mom staring at me, wondering why I had to let my guard down so easily. I could see all of the girls that had warned me severely, in their words, stop playing with fire. My naivety irritated me even more. Can you at least give me an explanation for what you've done? I yelled at him. I asked him what all that meant, but he couldn't say a thing. My rage grew. I looked around to see what I could use in self-defense, for I had a feeling he was going to make a mad move. I threw a flower vase at him. I was so angry and disappointed. I knew instantly that I should have never have loved him. I just wanted to leave. I asked him to delete the videos and inappropriate photos on his phone, mine, and every other one. He said there was no point. He had sent them to some inappropriate website. At this point, I knew Kurt was indeed fire with a full dose of psychosis. I couldn't think of anything. I was still and ready to bite. He said, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hurt you. It's all fun for me. You're the absolute love of my life. Nothing can change that. OP, just... He tried to touch me. Don't touch me, I yelled at him. I wanted to drop his phone and give up on a lost battle, but I picked up my bag and the phone and stormed out. I walked briskly. I knew I was going to break down, but I needed to get to a lone place. Luckily, I saw a park that Kurt and I had used during our bonding days. I took the rare seat, far away from anyone that might want to stop me from letting out my tears. I wasn't surprised that my tears flowed unhindered. I truly loved Kurt, and I believed him when he said he loved me too. I went home and I locked myself up for days. It was a few days before Christmas, so everyone was busy. I knew I would gotten a big scar and I didn't want to heal. Not until I would taken my rage out on Kurt, I had to think of the best way to ruin him too. As far as I was concerned, putting my inappropriate photos out there without my consent was an act intended to ruin me and all the trauma and the pain. I spoke to one of Kurt's friends, David. I asked him if Kurt suffered from any mental disorder, maybe depression or anything. I was shocked to hear that he'd been abused by a maid when he was a child. David disclosed that Kurt had a deep hatred for women. I was dazed by this revelation. 
I couldn't believe that I was the only one in the dark all along. I knew I had to stop Kurt now. If I let go of this revenge, Kurt would continue to be a serial abuser. There was no time to tell anyone about my plans. I thought about showing the police my evidence, but I kicked against it. I needed severe punishment for Kurt. He knew the pain of abuse. He ought to have done better. We were trying to get into college, and I knew all the schools he applied to. I started by calling the admission officers. I told them about the young man Kurt that shouldn't be admitted if they didn't want the girls to suffer. I sent them my pieces of evidence, and it was obvious he wasn't going to college, at least not that year or any other year. One of the top schools I had contacted took it up. The student support group took it up and posted Kurt all over social media. He was tagged as dangerous and a serial abuser who needed help. That was the icing on the cake for me. Soon, it was all over the neighborhood. While every one of us went to college, Kurt wasn't able to get into college. Five years later, his record was still fresh on the internet. No school wanted him. The internet never forgets. I don't know if what I did was enough, but I knew I saved another prey from a predator. It's definitely good to keep a guy like that out of an environment like a school or a college campus, but I will say, I would have liked to have seen some kind of legal action actually befall on this dude. This dude is crazy and needs some professional help. That said, our final crazy story of the day is, I took my revenge on my racist teacher. Background info, leaving my country to study in the United States was the best thing ever to happen to my friends and me. The courses were more straightforward, the facilities were advanced and more sophisticated, and everything was perfect. However, there was a snag. One of our teachers was racist. He had an extreme loathing for black people, and he never passed on any opportunity to show his dislike for us. For me and my friends, getting admitted to a prestigious school in the United States was a dream come true. We would have access to better learning facilities and a conducive atmosphere. Since we were all from the same place, we chose to stick together and help each other. It would help us better in the coming days. Time proved our decision was right, as we were able to help ourselves in sticky situations. The students were friendly. The Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Courses were easy to understand, and we were exposed to state-of-the-art facilities and apparatus. Everything was going well, and we were quite happy, and we settled down easily. Well, at least it was fine for a while, until he came. M, the devil that shattered our learning utopia and disrupted our happy lives. We had a single problem, M was racist. 
He was heavily prejudiced against blacks and he always grabbed every opportunity to oppress us. His racism act began when he got wind that my friends and I had a different nationality from the rest of the class. I remember vividly that his hate for me and my friends was so bad that he accused us of tampering with the tires of his car. He claimed that we were the only ones capable of such a prank. We tried to prove our innocence to the principal and other teachers, but it all went to deaf ears. Because Mr. M had fed them with every cock and bull story that he could summon at the point of convincing his colleagues. He convinced them that we could only be the major suspects because the hullabaloo started when we entered the school. This major point got the teachers, even our strict principal, doubting our innocence. When the meeting between the teachers ended, we were told that we would be doing six weeks of community service on the basis that we vandalized the property of a dignified teacher. Immediately, this judgment was made by the principal. We looked up to Mr. M's face, only to find a victory smirk on his lips. This childish act of his got me and my friends seething with anger and intense rage at how far a despicable teacher will go just to prove a measly point of authority to a bunch of 17-year-old students. To make matters worse, Mr. M was the teacher nominated to supervise our community service work because he was the one who was wronged and in the best position to make sure that the punishment was done adequately and efficiently. During our community service session, he would make us clean a single spot five times and more so as to delay, and in the long run elongate our community service date, and in the same vein make us look bad in front of everyone. I had never faced such a humiliation in my life before. Meanwhile, the white kids who had really perpetrated the crime were walking scot-free away without any reprieve nor punishment. My friends felt indignant at the sheer injustice of it all. However, we had no one to talk to or complain to about our woes. During our classes, M would also call us offensive names, making us the center of attention, making the whole class jeer at us. All of our excuses to the other teachers fell on deaf ears, since most of them were racist as well. It wasn't helping matters. Another incident happened when one of our friends named B got into a fight with a white boy in class. The white boy had called B an offensive name and that had made B's anger surge. He had swung his fists so hard at the boy that he had lost a couple of teeth instantly. Both of them got into a fight almost immediately but it was obvious that B had the upper hand since the white boy was totally suppressed and overpowered. B decided to let out all of his frustration on the boy and ended up hitting him in the face till it looked like it was crushed by a truck. It was at this moment that M came into the class. The whole ruckus died down immediately when he entered the classroom. However, my friends and I had a long face because we knew he was biased against us. He would definitely invert black and white and make us look like the bad guys in his judgment. As usual, he didn't disappoint me. What are you people doing? Causing trouble, I see. It's what you people are good at, stirring up trouble. I can't believe you actually dare to hit a fellow student. You've hurt him and you definitely have to pay the price. M roared out, trying to display his righteous anger. However, he wasn't fooling anyone. It was public knowledge that he was biased against us. So there was no need for him to use tricks just to get back at us. Mr. M, the white boy was the one who called him by an offensive name. He couldn't take it, so he struck out. The boy should be punished as well. Only then would it be fair. Another student tried to speak out on our behalf. However, all he did was add fuel to the fire and make things worse. M was known to be irrational and biased against us. 
He said, I don't care what the boy said. All I know is B struck out against a fellow student. If B felt wronged, then he could have reported to either me or any of the other teachers, and we could have given him the justice he truly deserved. However, since he already fought back and injured the boy, then there has to be consequences, he roared out. Everyone kept mute and decided not to say anything, since it was just B that was going for detention. However, I knew things were not so simple, and he wouldn't let the matter rest at that. He would punish every single one of us because of B's crimes. Not that we were bothered, B was our friend, and we would do anything for each other. He sent all of us to detention, just as I expected, and the other white boy just went scot-free. We served our detention over the course of five days, and everything was over, or so we thought. A month went by, uneventfully, and my friends and I heaved a sigh of relief. We were able to escape his sights for a month. However, our luck quickly ran out some days later. We were on a tour to a zoo, and everyone was excited about the whole thing since it was a golden opportunity to see some creatures in real life that until then we'd only seen on television. We geared up for the trip and we were looking forward to it until we heard that M would be the teacher that would take us there and guide us. Our smiles immediately turned stiff and we felt like the apocalypse had arrived. M would never let us enjoy the trip. He would do everything in his power to provoke us so he could get an opportunity to punish us. Well, we had no choice. Our names were among the students chosen so there was no way we could refuse. We went on the trip and tried not to anger M as it wouldn't end well for any of us. He was a teacher and we were just students and whatever he said would be treated as gospel by the school authorities. During the trip, he would look at our position and sneer in disdain. It seemed that he was disappointed that we were able to stay out of trouble, refusing him the opportunity to flex his muscles and use his authority to punish us. My friends and I had decided to stay out of trouble no matter what. We got to the zoo, and a guide was taking us around, showing us the different species of creatures. We were all fascinated and everyone loved the experience. Moving on, we got to a cage where gorillas and chimpanzees were kept. They were quite huge. They were also bigger and taller than we saw on TV. Their palms were two to three times larger than the average human, and their huge bodies seemed to contain boundless strength. They were magnificent creatures. My friends and I decided to spend more time learning about the apes while the other students were moving on to other creatures. We were so fascinated about them and lost track of time until M and the rest of the students came for us. A grimace showed on our faces when we saw M and the rest of the class walking towards us. We knew we had messed up badly and we'd given him the opportunity he'd been searching for all through the trip. I felt so stupid. Wow, Jay, I see you and your friends have decided to spend time with members of your family, he said, a cold smile emerging on his face. The whole class roared out with laughter at his words, and our expressions immediately became ugly. M was outrightly saying we were gorillas and they were our family members. Anger surged through me and I noticed that my friends were also having a hard time keeping themselves in check. But we had no choice but to swallow that humiliation and walked closer to me with the cold smile still hanging on his face. He seemed to really enjoy putting me and my friends down. I like to see you get angry, 
knowing fully well that you can do nothing but swallow the insult and humiliation without being able to do anything. That's why I'm the teacher and you're the student. You'll always be beneath me and I can do to you as I please and as I see fit, he whispered into my ears before laughing out loud. Well, now that Jay and his clique are done learning about members of their family, I guess it's time we left, he said loudly with a smirk on his face. He then turned to face my friends and I and said, Unless you still need more time to familiarize yourself with your family members, then by all means we can wait for you to finish up your reunion. I stared daggers at him and wondered why he was so against us. I gritted my teeth and replied to him, No, Mr. M, we're good now and we're ready to leave as well. I could hear my friends gnashing their teeth behind me, and I knew they wished for nothing more than to rush towards this racist teacher and beat him up. However, they were aware that doing that would only get us in more trouble, much more than we could handle. We could even get expelled because our offense would be assaulting a teacher. During the return trip, the other students were poking fun at us and calling us gorillas and M did nothing to stop or caution them. Rather, his silence seemed to be a tacit agreement that he supported their act of bullying us. One of the students, the boy that B had beaten up over a month ago, spoke out. Hey B, no wonder you're so strong, your ancestors were apes, were they not? It's a good thing you were able to break away from them, or else you would have remained primitive all your life. He laughed out loud with a mocking tone. Anger surged through B, and he was about to charge at the boy to give him another hurting. When B stood up, the boy shrunk back in fear. While he had seemed fearless just now while he spoke, the truth was that his heart was palpitating in fear. The scenes and memories from a month ago were still fresh in his mind. His face had been thoroughly and totally reconstructed under the mighty power of B's fists. He had stayed in the hospital for over a week before he'd recovered. That memory was still quite fresh in his mind, and he did not wish to relive the trauma. However, the rest of us had hurriedly held B down when he stood up. It would do no good to resort to violence again at this point. Not to mention that the real mastermind behind all of this was still present, staring hard at us and waiting for us to make another mistake. He seemed to be baiting us and I had no doubt that he was devising other ways to make our existence miserable with each passing day. I wasn't going to allow him to have his way with us and also, I felt it was time to go on the offensive. My friends and I had been passively taking hits since day one and I suddenly felt it was time to hand M a taste of his own medicine. I would enact my revenge in the biggest way possible, and I would make sure that he would never forget me or my friends in this lifetime of his. I wanted to make sure that our names would haunt him and remain his nightmares for years to come. When we got back to the school, I told my friends my plan and they all agreed. It was time to take the bull by the horns and teach M not to be racist again. We went over the details of the plan and made sure everything was well revised before we separated and went home. The plan had been decided and everything else had been discussed. All that was left was to wait for a perfect day to execute the plan and make M suffer a great loss that he would never forget in his life. I clenched my fists in anticipation. The day came rather quickly and we decided to make M suffer and regret. 
As usual, he was in our class and he was starting to spew his racist comments. One of us, Kay, had snuck off to the principal's office and convinced him to follow him. He didn't tell the principal the reason, but he assured him that everything would be clear very soon. Kay and the principal silently entered the classroom without the knowledge of M, who was still saying racist things. The students saw the principal, but none of them deemed it fit to warn M, and they decided to let him suffer. M was caught by the principal, and he had no way to defend himself. The principal himself was black, so he felt extreme rage at M's words. They said, wow, Mr. M, so this is how you feel about blacks. Very good. See me in my office right now, the principal said with anger and left. M was flustered and he rushed to the principal's office. He knew that he was doomed this time around and nothing could save him. Weeks later, we found out M had been fired dishonorably and with the gravity of what the principal wrote, it would be hard for him to get a job anywhere. It was a game, set, match for my friends and I. We finally got rid of the racist teacher. Now, I don't know where this took place in the States, but is anybody else appalled that none of the other students stood up for them? I don't know if this is like the deepest south, most uneducated area that they went to, but this is supposed to be a college, right? A prestigious school? I mean, I guess you hear of controversies happening at prestigious schools, but I'm just surprised that it went this blatantly far. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy story of revenge, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 